0: What's up RPG fans, welcome to episode 18 of the Switch RPG Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Gio. What's up? What is going on? How are you? I'm
1: doing great. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: I'm ready to get this episode started.
1: Yes, yes. Let's let's do it.
0: If this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week we are talking about updated Octopath Traveler numbers, some Bioware news, and the three R's that you need to know about. But more on that later. Let's dive into this week's episode. Before we go into the news, let's cover some quick housekeeping First up, for all of you wonderful listeners out there and viewers now, Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a new way for you to contact us if you would like to get your questions answered on the show. A couple of you already took advantage of this this week, and we appreciate that. It was great. But you can now email the show. You could already email the show by emailing Podcast at switchrpg.com, but we've made it even easier for you. Where now you can just go to switchrpg.com/podcast, mm-hmm. and we have a question form where you can put in your name, your uh, email address, and your question. And, and you just card click. Number? Sub- no, <laughs> not credit card number. Social security number? Yes, all um, of that good stuff. And then once you click submit, it will automatically email us. So you don't even have to go to your email inbox or anything. Worry about that. But, yeah, so switchrpg.com slash podcast. And we'll, uh, we'll remind you of that in the question section later on. Second up, we have exciting news uh, that we are now on Spotify.
1: We on but, Spotify.
0: This is something that I wanted to happen a while back, uh, ever since we sort of launched. It seems like everybody, uh, everybody now, their goal is to get on Spotify. This is just a gigantic platform uh, for music, obviously, but uh, emerging as a big podcast player. And uh, for the longest time, Spotify was pretty walled off with how to get on there. You had to be on specific hosts, I think it was one specific host for a long time, but they've slowly been sort of opening the doors to other hosts. And thankfully, I got the email that our host um, had made a deal with them and we can now um, have our stuff on Spotify. So if you are a Spotify listener or you're sort of really into that ecosystem, feel free to search and save our podcast and listen to us on there. That'd be great. So, yeah, we're super excited about that.
1: Yeah, I don't have Spotify. Maybe I should, I should do something about that.
0: It's great. I mean, it, you know, from from the music standpoint, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I've had I've had Apple Music for a long time, but I actually just recently switched over to Spotify. Um, they, to me, it's sort of the premier app for getting your music. If you want to pay for it, it's it's great. But even just free. If you want to just discover new music, it's great. And then, uh, like I said, more and more podcasts. Their main goal is get on Spotify because that's where the listeners want us to go. So hopefully that's the case here. Maybe we'll pick up some new listeners. Very nice. All right. So that wraps up housekeeping. Let's jump into the news. And let's start off with excitement from Octopath Traveler, Japan. What, what's that? Yeah, so Japan sees a large restock, but sells out in a single day, and this has sort of been the story throughout Octopath Travelers' uh, post-release um, stocking, selling out, the shortages. Uh, people are wanting the game. People are loving the game, and uh, we finally got our first round of sales numbers. You and I have been talking about on the show for ever since the release. We could not wait until we saw actual sales numbers. Right. I know I wanted to see the big million, and we did indeed. And we did indeed see that um, the, it has cracked the million mark. And I know that that is sold to uh, uh, to stores, right? It's not necessarily units sold
1: to, to customers. customers, right? Sold, to stores. but
0: it is sold to stores, but. It is almost safe to assume with the amount of sellouts and restocks and sellouts again that we've got to be close, at least close to that million mark to customers because we're not really keeping much in stores right now. So
1: right, I I feel like there still is a demand out there and that's that's still going to push the numbers closer to that million million mark. Um, the only thing I ever that ever questioned about Nintendo is is kind of what they did with the NES classic, right? Almost like an intentional shortage. Now this is Square Enix, mm-hmm. so it's not it's not the you know it's not the, the same thing, but was there a little bit of that going on you know just to kind of create the buzz, create the demand, get people wanting to buy the game? I don't know. I mean, I do I, you know just just in my Twitter feed alone, I feel like everyone's playing the game. You know, I, I think I think it's it's a fairly popular, uh, fairly popular game. So, I I do think the numbers legit, and and I can't wait to really see the the customer sales.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so uh, so a list I've been sort of keeping up with uh, Wikipedia just has the list of the list of uh, uh best selling Nintendo Switch games. Okay, and I've sort of been watching this for a while. I know whenever. We were talking early on in Xenoblade Chronicles or Xenoblade Chronicles Two's uh, sort of life. It was big when that hit that that one million mark, and um, so it's right now, which I feel is like a, a very successful JRPG for the Switch. It's at one point four, so okay. already Octopath Traveler within one month has hit that one million mark. Right. So I think I think that's pretty pretty great. It, it Octopath Traveler has in fact. Um, it's cracked into the list. It's at number twelve. Wow! So um, I that's don't really, know if that's really impressive. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they're leaving other games out. Um, this is well. This is the list of video games that have sold over a million copies. Okay. So it, it has so there are twelve games that have sold one million according to this article. You know, this page from wikipedia so take that with you know a grain of salt sure but um but according to this only 12 games have done it and it's already done it in a month i think that's that's pretty
1: that's pretty chronicles has been out for what over um
0: uh over eight or nine months now it was december
1: 1st is when it released okay yeah so it's 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 had quite a head start and it's you know is it is it the the style is it the the look of the game what is it that's you know making it sell this this quickly does the xenoblade style not appeal to the masses and whereas the octopath does you know that that has something to do with it i guess
0: yeah well I, and i don't i don't necessarily know if because octopath is selling this quickly that is an indication that xenoblade chronicles 2 there was like a, a problem with it or that people didn't like it because i still think that selling 1.4 is really good for xenoblade chronicles because mm-hmm. i don't think it was necessarily one of those top tier games to begin with you know it right. wasn't one of those top tier franchises i should say so i think selling that was was impressive for them well octopath
1: um, is an is an unknown
0: franchise. yeah exactly it's a is it's a brand new ip so mm-hmm. So yeah, sell a million within a month for a brand new IP uh, for a developer who, while historically great in recent years, hasn't necessarily, you know, sold like hotcakes, especially yeah. with the sort of these smaller, um, smaller games. Uh, and when I say smaller, I mean not like mainline Final Fantasy or some of their other you know, sort of big franchises like Dragon Quest or something. Uh, but we're talking about a new IP with a, uh, with one of their quote-unquote smaller studios. So, yeah. yeah, very impressed. Very impressed. This is what I wanted to see. And now I, I'm wondering, is it going to continue? Is it going to continue?
1: Right. Yeah, Only only time will tell, that's for sure.
0: Now, if that wasn't enough for Square Enix with the, all the excitement surrounding um, Octopath Traveler, they're teasing us a little bit, Geo, Today was quite the interesting day, and now the internet is sort of a buzz because mm-hmm. if you'll remember, the producer of Octopath Traveler several years ago made a game on the 3DS uh, that a lot of people really enjoy. A lot of people say is one of the best JRPGs on the 3DS. That's Bravely Default. Um, Square Enix obviously uh, produced that as well. But um, we now have the Bravely Default Twitter changing their name, their username, right? Right, yep. And posting a very, very uh, kind of uh, to me, a clear picture of, of something is coming from the Bravely series. Now, right. whether this is a remaster, a slash port of the the first two Bravely games, or possibly is this a Bravely third type deal here?
1: Now, just describing the the photograph or the the picture that they posted, right? So when Octopath sold their million or, you know, they announced that they had a million copies sold, they had an image up where it said one million and I believe it had the characters that are in the game. So some people saw that and immediately thought Bravely Default because it kind of resembled the logo for Bravely Default, the butterfly, okay? So now in this new image, you have... That 1 million, right? It's reversed, and it's kind of looks like it's going off into the distance, so it's kind of moving away, moving on. And then in the foreground, kind of, you see the butterfly. You see the Bravely default... Not butterfly or whatever it is. It's like fairy. a fairy. It's like a fairy Yeah, fairy, or fairy butterfly, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. So you kind of see that in the foreground. So they have that. They're teasing that as well. But another thing... We kind of talked about it before the show. Was I think it was I saw it on Reddit, you had mentioned that Stealth on Twitter uh noticed it as well. So in their in their username, in uh it's in Japanese, but it translates to Bravely. What uh, what is does it say it in the article? Yeah, Bravely. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's Bravely, and then it has how many circles? Five. Be five, Five circles. Five circles. And five letters, you could say. And there are five letters and third. So, bravely third. You know, these guys are I, masters at what they do. They're so good. Well,
0: and the tweet itself, mm-hmm. you know, announces right. one million sold. Thank you. Now, now, please look forward to the next Square NX 11 BD game, parentheses, games. Right. I think we got something cooking. Yeah, so now, Square. I, Enix. You know, I, I don't I don't want to get my hopes up, but I think I think something's in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. When are we gonna know about I'm this, smelling though? it? I'm smelling it. <laughs> what does it smell like? Smell good? I hope it smells I'm good.
0: I'm starting to get hungry. I, I'm smelling oh, something.
1: I am hungry right now. But yeah, so uh Square Enix uh, I don't know what the eleven means. Uh, but BD I would assume bravely default, game, games. And you know, Nintendo just announced that they're doing a smash. Direct, mm-hmm. yeah, not not an indie direct uh, or an indie's not a full fledged Nintendo Direct, so I don't see it being related to that. This could just be an announcement on their own type of deal, but I want it. I want to know what it is. I
0: think it would. I mean. <sighs> So I know, like I said, I know Bravely Default, a, a lot of people really, really enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I, want to say I did not personally play Bravely Second, Okay, but yep. I want to Same say here. the reception of Bravely Second wasn't quite as hot as it was for Bravely Default. I don't think so. It, didn't, okay. it doesn't seem that way. Um, and I'm not saying that Bravely Second is bad. It just seems like when I read reviews and things like that, people prefer Bravely Default. If I'm completely off base please, uh, someone let me know. Uh, and if you have experience with Bravely Second, please let me know, you know, is it good, is it not? But I feel like that series was good enough to garner a third game if they if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, Hello, Siri. Stop. All right. Sorry. Siri went off and I was like, somebody is in the room with me. This is... <laughs> Me. you are yeah, really about terrified. to see me get yeah 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 for everyone listening to this go to our youtube and i don't know i'll have to figure out where was this this was like this is like 17 like 16 17 minutes in just like scrub through until you see my face like turn red and i just look like i'm about to get chopped up oh no i'm still like i'm still like hot (laughs) like hot and red okay anyway but dude i would be like
1: (laughs) liam neeson you won't have to worry about the thing i would get on the phone like you have my my co-hosts i'll find you Uh, no problem no problem thank you
0: thank you (laughs) thank you Uh, so anyway, um, I feel like bravely deserves the third game, you know, uh, and that now what's interesting is even though the producer is the same, uh, it's not the same studio. So Mm -hmm. even though, you know, my first, my first inclination was, okay, well, maybe this is something for
1: the future because I mean, they just finished Octopath Traveler. And they've also but, said they're not doing any DLC. So they're, I mean, unless there are patches to come out, they're done. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not even the same developer, you know, right. it's not the
0: same studio, I'll yeah, say yeah, it's yeah. not the same studio. I mean, they could have been working on this sort of behind the scenes. And look, maybe, maybe they actually have this masterfully planned out where they were hoping, you know, maybe uh, Octopath Traveler sells really well will just capitalize on that success by having this ready to come out, you know, months, half a year after Octopath. Maybe maybe they've planned that far ahead. I don't know. Um, we may be getting either a third, I think it would be smart if you are doing a third and it's going to be on the Switch, it would be smart to do a collection of the first two. Mm-hmm. I think even if the second game wasn't you know, the, the most well received you bundle it in with the first one and then it's like you know who cares it could be like a Final Fantasy 10 two situation right. where 2 isn't necessarily as like critically acclaimed as 10 but you bundle it in with, with 10 with the HD collection and it's a nice bonus because I'm coming in for 10 but I also get might as well experience two. so you, you bundle in it in with Bravely Default and it's a great value and it gets you
1: prepped And hyped for this possible third game. It's kind of what Bayonetta did, right? They kinda had their you know one and two and you know three is eventually, you know, gonna come out at some point. Now how would you feel if this was in the same vein as Octopath, same look and feel? Whereas that's if they they redid it? Not redid it, but Um, it it was that that two point five HD, like Bravely third, whatever this third one is. It almost like, you know, they did their own thing, but it looks just like the Octopath.
0: So, like a HD 3D type deal?
1: Yeah, whatever whatever you want to call it, hmm. whatever, whatever Octopath well, looks I like.
0: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of laughing, but, like, uh, that almost works because of the way, and I'm trying to remember, the way that... It was similar. That Bravely Default looked, and it was 3D, like, sprites. Right but it did have sort of a painted feel like running through the city. There were, there was a little bit of dimensions, but the thing with Octopath is it looks so much like a pop-up storybook. It feels like there's so much dimension there. Right. It's got that Um, cinematic type quality. a, a, A sort of mixture of, of the two styles that would be in, that'd be interesting. What would be really neat is if, and we've got sort of a, A question about this later on but uh if if they did sort of incorporate that into a port or a remaster of bravely default bravely second maybe Uh like
1: yeah party here first i think i'd like to see the overworld in bravely um third whatever it is if there this is indeed a thing like the overworld just kind of redone a little bit it was kind of, it was kind of, I don't know, kind of stale. I think bland. But yeah, but I, we can only hope. I guess.
0: That's honestly something in recent Square Enix games that I've had a, I've had, I've had a lot of issues with is the overworld. It, I don't know what it is. Um, were there? Okay, I'm trying to think back. It's been so many years since I played *Ravenloft*. Default. Were there mm. random encounters on the overworld? Yes. I. Okay. At least so. there was that because. Yeah. For me, like uh, when you don't have encounters on the overworld, the world the suddenly point? feels really small right you might as well just uh, cause have I, a map because I, I know lost sphere did that okay. uh, there were no random encounters on on the overworld and you could run from one side of the world to the other, you know barring things being blocked off and stuff by the environment but you could run in 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 seconds you know mm. so all of a sudden it felt really small and that was that's one of the things that I like and and hate you know because it's like oh when i have random encounters it's like oh my god just let me get to the town (laughs) but that's a good thing because it heightens the the anxiety that you feel the danger you know Mm. the the consequence of traveling because traveling is supposed to be dangerous you know so <clears throat> at least it had random encounters, but I, yeah, something, uh, something about Square Enix's recent goes at, uh, at overworld to me just haven't clicked. Right. Uh, did you miss the overworld Noctopath traveler?
1: Like the true overworld? No. I mean, in most instances, I feel the overworld is, is unnecessary. Um, you're just like, let me get there. Yeah, just like the way it does, you know, you discover a place. Now I can fast travel to it. I don't need, I don't need to see that kind of the overworld map and me running to wherever. It just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't need it personally.
0: Is it is it sort of an archaic system for you? I feel like it is. Yeah,
1: I feel like mm-hmm. it is. You know, with the modernized uh, fast travel, whatever uh, you know, Doc did in Back to the Future. I can now fast travel. So I feel like that's necessary.
0: Last week, he was saying games have been dumbed down too much this week. <laughs> Just let me get to the the freaking fast travel. That's it. Just get me to the waypoint. <laughs> <laughs> All Ain't right, to round got time out, for that. <laughs> to round out our Square Enix coverage for this week, we've got that uh, Square Enix, in our recent job posting of none other than the Final Fantasy VII Remake, has... Uh, basically told us that Final Fantasy seven is no longer an RPG. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they, they describe it as an action game and a job listing. And I feel like that's a trigger word for, for Geo. But that's, yeah. And I that's know a, for, that's okay for Final Fantasy Seven specifically, it's probably a trigger word for a lot of people as the right.
1: uh, transition to action, I don't feel it's the m- most popular choice. Yeah. I mean, this this could mean any anything, really. Is it going to be an action game with RPG elements? You know, um, is it going to be like an action RPG where they just kind of just said it's more of an action game than it is an RPG? Like The Witcher, for example. Uh, you know, that's more of an RPG, but there are others. Like I would say Shadow of War is an action game with mm-hmm. some RPG elements in it. Is it more in that line or is it more in the Witcher line? I, I don't know. But it's
0: not. Oh, uh, well, okay. Now let me let me stop it for just a second. Let me stop oh. for just a second. I know this is this is slightly a topic, but this has been our 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 long <laughs> our long waged war here. S- Shadow of War. Okay, so you got Shadow of War versus The Witcher. Yeah. What differentiates The Witcher as an RPG versus Shadow of War? Where, if I'm defining it by prof- professional video game journalist geo <laughs> as character progression yep. and i want my character to look different from yours where not in look both different. shadow not, just, well, no, not no, no, just i know i know but but it's different yes over progression so in both shadow of mordor and shadow of war it was somewhat in shadow of mordor but in shadow of war they they expanded it you have levels and skill progressions mm-hmm. so that you can build out your character to different things. So okay. what I, why, I would, why shadow of war? Not, not an RPG.
1: Okay. Shadow of war. I would consider more of an RPG than shadow of Mordor for sure. Okay. 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 And, and you're right in what you say, you know, they definitely enhance the RPG elements or the RPG ness of the game. I would consider now I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. 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 And I'm sorry for doing this.
0: I'm just glad that
1: I, I feel like I finally won one. Oh, and it hurts. This hurts me. You know, <laughs> this hurts so much. Okay, Shadow of War, maybe an action RPG.
0: Maybe okay. and I, I will take a maybe. I will take a maybe. I will
1: take a maybe. Okay, Shadow of War, maybe an RPG. And no, I'm, def- telling,
0: I'm telling you, we've, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got to bring in uh, a new segment
1: called "Is, Is it, it an a- RPG?" <laughs> And Final Fantasy may not be an RPG. Final it Fantasy may not seven, be
0: but anyway, <laughs> but like, uh, so I mean, there's still. I, I obviously think uh, you know people writing articles wanting to you know get get readers and things like that. To they they may over over exaggerate kind of what this is. You sure. know, describing it as an action game. I still think it, it easily could be an action RPG. Uh, I mean, because Final Fantasy 15 has an action combat system. There are plenty of RPGs that have active combat systems, but they're still quite, you know, quite literally RPGs and and very easily defined as RPGs. So I I think as long as the other mechanics are still there with like the materia system and how you progress your characters and and build all their skills, obtain those skills and upgrade, uh, upgrade the character over time, as long as that's there, I think you'll be fine, and it's just sort of the action combat that is sort of there instead of turn-based. Right. That's me with my fingers crossed. Because if this turns into, like, a Shadow of Mordor, because I agree, Shadow of Mordor is much more of just an action game. Um, If you do turn it into that, even if you turn it into, like, Kingdom Hearts I uh, assuming that's not far enough. That that sort of takes away that that RPG ness, if you will, right? Um, uh, of
1: of the original game, you know. Now, are you concerned at all? Like it's been three years, right, since they they've announced this. It's been, just just three years. I mean, a, this feels like the Kingdom Hearts all over again. Like Kingdom Hearts was announced five years ago or whatever, and it's just now coming to fruition it looks dated to me to me kingdom hearts looks dated i agree i agree now where will this be when it finally comes out and they're still kind of they're still hiring for it as well so i I, uh, look i'm not a game developer so i i don't know what the timeline is for these but three years seems like a really kind of a long time for a triple, this is a triple A. I would consider this a triple A.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is uh, Tabata, right? Mm. You know. So, I mean, this is one of their premier directors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, am I am I concerned a little bit? If I'm being honest, I think for the for a long time, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not necessarily saying this is the thing that makes me concerned, but it, I, it just it just seems like it, over time things have added up. So you do have the length of time since it was announced. And then it seems like since the announcement, we keep getting drops that, Oh, we're now entering full development. Right. Okay. But that's two years after that first trailer, we thought that we were in full full development up to this point. And, um, and so now, like you said, they're still hiring for it now. Also, I mean, to, to what you're saying, look, you may be hiring throughout the stages to do different things, you know? So, I mean, that may not necessarily be a warning sign. Sure, but sure. the fact that it we already know that it's going to be, quote-unquote, episodic. And yet, we still have no idea when that first episode will drop. It's already going to be very strange in that it's going to be, if it's a PS4 game is going to be so late in the PS4 life cycle right. that it's not going to look like one of the best PS4 games Mm-mm. because the, the tech is going to be so old at that point. And also if it, if it starts on the PS4, could, could we get into the situation where like episode two and three are during the PS5 era? And if that's the case, are they coming out on the PS5? Is this uh, one of those cross plat, you know, you're double right. cross platform games. I don't I never I never like that. I like for you to choose a thing and come out on it. Um I really feel like this is sizing up to be another Final Fantasy 15 scenario where it was a game that was planned on the PS3 and then wound up coming out on the PS4. Yeah, that makes no uh, sense. Uh and and is sort of old, you know, because as pretty as 15 looks is still to me, doesn't quite look like some of the sort of premier PS4
1: games. Like God of War. And
0: yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it's just because like, it's so, it was so old of a game when it came out and like performance wise, it, it wasn't a 60 FPS game, you know? Mm-hmm. So once again, because it was so old and I feel like we, we, We may be going straight for another scenario like that. This could turn out to be a PS5 game that looks like a bad PS4 game. And just like you're saying, uh, the same thing with Kingdom Hearts 3. It's still old at this point. It does not look like a PS4 game. It honestly looks like a really, really good PS3 game. I was going to say it looks like a good
1: PS2 game. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: won't go that far. I won't go that far. But to me, it looks like a higher res version of the remasters of the PS2 games. I <laughs> uh, a little far, but like, you, right, you know right. what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't it's look like Final the 15. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, enough with square Enix. enough with yeah. square Enix. Uh, I love square Enix, by the way. Everybody remember, I love square Enix. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, sure you do.
0: Um, all right. So uh, real quick, we'll go through these, uh, these other, on uh, new stories. Um, according to reset era uh, post on reset era, it looks like no, none of the current free to play switch games will require Nintendo online subscription. Right. Um, if that <clears throat> is, if that is indeed the case, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, Cause that's, I don't know. That's
1: not offered anywhere else, is it? I don't think it's I
0: don't I don't, I don't think that's think it's the case on,
1: on PS4. I don't think it's the case on Xbox either. Like I can't play Path of Exile without signing into my Xbox mm-hmm. live account.
0: Yeah, because I remember playing a free shooter back in the day, and I still had to have yeah, I still had I'm pretty sure I still had to have a PS um, plus. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if this is indeed the case, I think this is big. Now, I think it's even bigger for the Switch because of the player base that you're looking at. If you take if you take Fortnite, which is the biggest game right now, and we've mm-hmm. talked at length about how good it is for the Switch, how good it is on the Switch, look at that player base. It is really young. Um, and so I think that you're doing the right thing. If you've got a super young player base, not requiring the parents to go out and get a subscription. You know, this is, uh, this is a, not a, a a scenario where there's a barrier for an 11 to 13 year old, you know, playing a game with his friends. Hmm. Um, if if it's free, if they can pick it up and play it for free, they're able to pick up and play with their friends. I think that is very consumer friendly. If it winds up being the case.
1: Right. I mean, and the, the reasoning behind this this user, what he said, is that because in other online games, it, it specifically states that they need Nintendo Online in the small print, whereas some of these others don't list that. So, for example, Paladins, Fortnite, Pokemon Quest, Dawn of the Breakers, Fallout Shelter, Galaxy, there's some pinball games that no one plays, and Kitten Squad. Which I don't even know what that is, but those games don't indicate in their fine print that you need Nintendo Online to play them. So, I think I think Fortnite is big. I think Paladins is going
0: to be uh, that could make pretty big break, break yeah. it on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that that could really help Paladins. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, I think for the majority of players. They are probably going to get a, a subscription anyway. It's mm-hmm. it's fairly it's fairly cheap compared to the other big platforms. Right. Um. When it comes to Xbox, li, Xbox Live or Gold or whatever it is, and then well, PlayStation don't Plus. Like you don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I never know. Is it Gold? Is it Gold?
1: <laughs> Xbox Live. Yeah, Gold. Uh, Xbox Live. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think they have silver, gold, and silver anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, Anyway, uh,
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think I think for the majority of of people playing online, it's not necessarily even going to affect them because they probably will have the sub. But I think it it is important for, like I said, those eleven to thirteen or you know, thirteen year old mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily in charge of their own finances, they right. don't necessarily have jobs, um, and so you know it's not another trip to mom and dad to hey can you buy this for me blah blah right. blah it's just no barrier for entry
1: yeah, it's great just plug and play
0: um all right so let's go last story over to Bioware for a second um and maybe we will tie this to switch uh maybe. but I know that you and I both wanted to talk about this because you love Mass Effect Minus Andromeda, and I love Dragon Age. So and um,
1: say it. Minus what? You just you love them all? Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: okay, yeah. Inquisition is a really good game. Okay, Um, yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I don't hate any of them. And plus, uh, I feel like I haven't given enough love to them because Age of Boredom listens to every episode waiting for me to hear the to (laughs) say the words dragon age so i've said them this episode uh but uh this article from ign just gives an overview a reminder that uh bioware is still in fact working apparently apparently is still working on both mass effect and dragon age alongside anthem i know i was slightly concerned that they were given a you know a All very definite back speed uh, back seat to Anthem and the fact that Anthem is going to be one of these continually uh, updated games you know these uh, games as service is that would how would that affect my beloved Dragon Age um, you know I even if they tell me that it's not going to affect it am I going to believe them I you know I don't know but um. This article says that Bioware has confirmed that while the team is hard at work on the upcoming Anthem, there are still teams working on the beloved franchises of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Um, Casey Hudson stated, We hear loud and clear the interest in Bioware doing more Dragon Age and Mass Effect, so rest assured that we have some teams hidden away working on some secret stuff that I think you'll really like. We're
1: We're just not ready to talk about any of it for a little while. Gio, what do you think about this? That's fine as long as I. They don't need to talk about it as long as I know that they're working on something because, at least with me, Mass Effect Andromeda left a really bad taste in my mouth. It it kind of and I almost remember hearing things that this is this is it for Mass Effect. They're 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 done with Mass Effect and and to hear this this, it's a reassuring for sure that they're that they're 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 not abandoning. The Mass Effect crowd. Now Dragon Age. I'm not sure what you feel about this. My only. The only Dragon Age game I have played. Was Inquisition. I didn't mind it. The only thing I didn't like in Inquisition. Was I felt like. The world was way too big. With nothing to do. That was my. I mean the story arcs were fine. I was fine with everything. It's just the world was too big. There was not enough content in the world. But. Yeah, this is awesome. Great news. They're 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 not abandoning either one of those franchises.
0: No, that's not rain that you hear outside my house. That is me raining on your parade, okay? Because oh. here's the thing. Oh no. Casey Hudson, I don't believe a word you're saying here. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. This sounds like the biggest bunch of um malarkey. Uh Bill, you got that project ready for me? Uh, yeah, boss, I've uh, I've been working real hard on it. Uh, definitely didn't forget about it, and just now remembering right now, and I'm scrambling to come up with, you know, something to say. Uh, we've got some teams hidden away, working on something really secret. We're just not ready to talk about it quite yet. Whatever. Well. Whatever. We've had people falling off these projects and signing back onto these projects. They don't know what they want to do with these franchises. Like you said, mass effect was canned and now it's not, uh, we hear you loud and clear. Uh, people got mad when we said we're not doing mass effect (laughs) anymore. So we definitely still are. Um, yeah, I just, sorry, sorry. Uh, and I love Casey Hudson to death. I really do. But like in this situation, I, I think that they are so in on Anthem. And I'm not ready to cry like um... real tears. No, no, I'm I'm not ready to to say that this is like their swan song. Like it, this is their if it is a make or break. But I f- there's a part of me that thinks it. You it can't know be because though, right? it's I mean, just not the fr- same. It's just not
1: the same Bioware that it used to be. You know yeah, right? Like I mean, but there there those two franchises are amazing franchises I mean but look what Andromeda did to
0: to bring it to where Mass Effect is now like you said your last memory of Mass Effect is a bad taste in your mouth right and not just the game but the oh we're doing DLC yeah now we're not doing DLC now we're closing that studio you know, And for Dragon Age, it's sort of the same thing. It's almost like this, we don't know what we want to do with it. And honestly, Dragon Age has sort of had that from the beginning while I still love the series. And I, like I said, I do really enjoy all three of the games that have come out. Um, it almost has never felt like Dragon Age has had a real identity to fall back on other than good storytelling and um, great companions. But that can be said for Mass Effect too. So it's mm-hmm. like... What do they want Dragon Age to be? I think we got to see what Anthem is to see what is the future of Bioware going to be. Is it going to be successful or what? You know, I don't know. I, I didn't yeah. mean to get all doom and gloom. but um, Tying this to the Switch, could we see Dragon Age on the
1: Switch? Why not? Why couldn't we see Mass Effect on the Switch? Why can't we see any of those old games on the Switch? You know, if Because Bioware-, Bioware does not remaster or port. Oh, they did, though. They Didn't they? Yeah, they put Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U. Really? Yes. <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah. So the oh, Wii U. That was like the one third party game that came to Wii U. <laughs> that <laughs> and it was like a really bad Call of Duty. It was, was like the PS2 version Call of, of Call of Duty. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I mean, they, they uh, did it, so why not? Why yeah. not us? Give All right. Mass Effect 1 and 2 all right
0: that's gonna that's gonna end our news on a sour note but whatever uh let's talk about what
1: we've been playing this week Gio. what you what you got in the queue this week still playing hand of fate um really really good game i think i think it's still 40 bucks i think it's a little high for that game but it's still a good game i'm enjoying that game and i've also picked up salt and sanctuary I, re- I really like this one. This one fills that Dark Souls niche. And we didn't even mention Dark Souls getting pushed back possibly again. But this this feels like and I hate to say it because you, Ska Studios is the Ska Studios is the one that developed this game and and it's been it's been on PC for a while and they they don't get enough credit for what they did because everyone compares this game to a 2D Dark Souls, while it does take a lot of things from Dark Souls, they do a lot of different things that Dark Souls can't do. They, uh, with with this game, it's obviously it's two D. They kind of, you know, it's almost got a platformy game mm-hmm. within it, and also a Metroidvania feel to it because of its two D and retracing steps. So it's kind of got that feel where Dark Souls does have a little bit of that, but not like this game does. So again, they did some different things where. It's not just a 2D Dark Souls clone. It's it's a little bit more involved than that. But I'm really enjoying that game. Um, what else? What else? I've honestly if it, doesn't, if it doesn't have fast travel, I'm not playing it. It does not have fast travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I actually haven't picked up Octopath. I know that that sounds like may sound... Heresy! Yeah, Heresy. I haven't picked up... I only have I think 10-15 hours in Octopath. I haven't picked it up since I've gotten Hand of Fate or Salt and Sanctuary. So I... What does that say about Octopath for me? Uh, Maybe I lost a little bit of interest in it. Maybe I'm just too involved in these other two games. Maybe that's just too much on my plate. But I don't know. Those are the two games I'm playing.
0: Well, uh we'll be picking up Octopath this next week because a special announcement. We're going to have a special guest on uh, the show for next week. Uh, Mm -hmm. You thought that super smash brothers was going to be the biggest crossover event of this year. Well, we, we have a surprise for you because um, we do have a host of another podcast will be coming on and we are going to be discussing Octopath traveler. So I probably will try to pick Octopath back up and get a little bit further. Um, But Matt, who will be joining us, um, has I don't know if he's finished at this point. I haven't talked to him this week, but uh, he he was he was really liking it. So we will have uh, some Octopath jazz to talk about next week. Uh, But anyway, uh, what I've been playing this week, I've been playing my keyboard. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I've been I've been uh, recording some music this week. And so I haven't, um, haven't been in the games quite as much. I've got uh, Banner Saga 3 to get to And then I am slowly making my way through Tales of, Fant- Tales of Fantasia. And I also fired up Tales of Symphonia. So I have sort of those two running concurrently. Uh, those are two very, very different experiences. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying both. But I did uh, complete my first um, Final Fantasy cover of the week in my oh. recording. So I'm excited about that. I covered Find Your Way from Final Fantasy VIII
1: oh. Dungeon Music. So, will we ever hear this anywhere? We will. We will. We okay. Will. All right. You will.
0: I've already heard it a bajillion times. A million times. Very nice. Kind of sick of it at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Throw it away. Get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about sales and releases, which are, as always, brought to you by Switch List, the iPhone and Android app designed to keep you and your gaming life organized. If you're like me and feel like the Switch eShop is sometimes a hassle to look through and find what you're looking for because of disorganization. Um, and this is where switch can come in and, and help you out with a few swipes and searches. You can organize um, and you can search, sort and scroll through only what you want to see. It's got great filtering systems and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, switch list once again, iPhone and Android app that can declutter your eShop life. Yes. All right. What well, we got this week on sale. Nine parchments for $7.99. Plague Road
1: for $1. I don't ta- ta- know if that's a
0: good thing or a bad thing. Wait,
1: time, time out. Can we just take take a moment to recognize that that is actually not on sale anymore? That is the actual cost of the game because that game is on sale <laughs> like, all the time. I want somebody
0: to go back and I want somebody to plot how
1: many episodes <laughs> Plague Road has been on sale. Seriously though. I mean I feel like we mention that like all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. gotta be just what it costs. It's a dollar. I don't <laughs> even know if it's a good game. I have no idea.
0: Uh, Plague Road for $5.39. Smoke and Sacrifice for 1674. The Escapists 2 for $11.99. Unexplored for $13.50. And Wander Jar. Try again or walk away. All one word for $5.99. Mm-hmm. Um, releasing, we've got Titan Quest, releasing, uh, which released July 31st. Yep. Code of Princess X, July 31st. Salt and Sanctuary released August 2nd. Okami HD releases this upcoming Thursday, as well as Unexplored. So Unexplored releases on sale. <laughs> there you go there you go cool um, alright ladies and gentlemen it's time to hear from you remember you. we're all about community here at the Switch RPG podcast so if you want to be part of the show remember what we said up at the top you can now find our question form on switchrpg.com podcast Fill out that form, hit submit, and there it is in my Dog. inbox waiting for me to read. Gio. Yes. Let's find out what people said today. I lost myself in the,
1: in the document. <laughs> like,
0: wait, is he going to I thought you were going to sneeze or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was still shook from Siri earlier. you shooketh.
1: Shooketh. All right. Well, this question. You know what it was? What?
0: It, no, hang on. You know what it was? <laughs> No way, it wasn't. Why did it not go off when we were talking about the Witcher 3? Is that when it Isn't went there off? A char- no, it, it wasn't. We were talking about Bravely Default, but it should have gone I off don't when we're we were talking about Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah like like we didn't we mention Siri. Siri. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shh no, shh. Don't say those words. She'll hear you. She'll hear you. She's okay, watching. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that first question. All right. So from uh, Captain Volger on our Discord server. What new features would y'all like to see in an HD release of Bravely of the Bravely Duo? I'd personally like to see some amiibo support. Outwe- outfits and weapons and the Japanese DLC equipment released on the western edition too. So should they do a re-release of these two games? Basically, what would you like to see? I think Amiibo support totally makes sense here.
0: Hmm. You know,
1: um be kind of cool to, you know, if I was to scan a Link Amiibo, get them looking like Link, sure. adding adding the Master Sword, that would kind of be interesting. With the same effects as well, you know, full life. And he's got these things, but I don't know. What, what are your thoughts here?
0: Okay, so uh, we kind of touched on a couple of the things that I think would be great. Uh, once again, Dreaming Big, if we did get some sort of remaster. Because we know that we're, they're going to have to touch it up somewhat. Sure. Uh, because uh, you had mentioned the the two screens thing. So they're going to have to do something Regardless, but I think if we're dreaming big, some sort of enhancement to the visuals would be amazing. I sure. do, I think that no, but let's dream, shall we? This and call it HD 3D or so 3D <laughs> HD or something. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but but you know, adding that extra depth of field, um, as far as the actual gameplay goes, I'm all for costumes. Uh, Captain Vulgar mentioned uh, the Japanese. DLC equipment, um, I think that's always great to sort of get that stuff that we didn't get last time. Right, included all that happens a lot with Square Enix, um, and so I think getting that. I think new costumes. This being um, sort of a job based game, I think uh, one of my favorite things about sort of the jobs um, and and thinking back to like uh, the DS version of Final Fantasy three. Uh, what I loved is the way that your outfits change based on the job that you're using. Right. So I am all for outfits. I love outfits and games. Um, and so more of those I think would be great. I think if you could give it sort of like, this is sort of a stretch, but but, but bear with me. So like how Final Fantasy 12 had like the, the Zodiac. I can't remember what it was originally called. The Zodiac version or whatever it wasn't the zodiac age that was what yeah, we got and right. the remaster but like the zodiac something over there uh over in japan initially um and i, I want to say it had like um uh, i don't know it had equipment and stuff so if you could if you could give me like ultimate versions of like all the weapons or something you know that weren't in the, in the first game like give me ultimate the ultimate sword or the ultimate spear or something. You'd mentioned master sword, but like something within sort of the lore that is like the ultimate version of, of these things. Because right. if you're playing the game for a second time, because this is a port, I think giving people you know, uber weapons, you know, whatever, right. make it
1: you know something make it interesting
0: different. to obtain. Right. But if you want to go out and get these things, you know, do the do the quest to uh, search for the seven swords of whatever and it unlocks you know super weapons for everybody i think that'd be pretty cool
1: yeah i i, I don't know if you would you want that stuff kind of obtained immediately or kind no, of no no progressed? no like i'm saying
0: like make it interesting to get like okay maybe give us a side quest yes, right. in the first town but that you know takes a couple of hours to complete but sure. like
1: um yeah i mean I, I think i think that'd be pretty cool yeah no that that seems that seems fair i
0: i'm not a big fan of and this sort of happened to me whenever i got breath of the wild because i got it like with the dlc on the switch but whenever you like pop the game in for the first time and your quest log is immediately like your side quest log is immediately just like filled out with 15 things because they're all dlc items i don't really like that like i would rather the dlc things like you go activate the quest from an npc in the world
1: somewhere right maybe that's just me i'm trying to think of uh if Xenoblade is like that, where, because if you get the DLC, all those quests come in. I, I don't recall. I don't think I have any of the DLC so far. Okay. So. I don't know. Actually, kind of uh, you'd want to, wanted the to see a uh, better overworld, right? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, that kind of goes with, with your graphical up, upgrade as well. Just to uh, make it more appealing, you know, freshen it up a little bit. You know, the overworld can just kind of, I don't know, get rid no, get rid of it. But <laughs> no, just kind of, I don't know. Definitely needs some some updating, some tuning. I don't want it to be like you had mentioned with Lost Sphere. I don't want it to be anything anything like that at all. But it does need some some work, I think, for sure.
0: Cool. Uh, second question comes from uh, Two While. Does Xenoblade Chronicles two expansion pass? change the way you'll buy expansion passes from Nintendo in the future. Uh, he says, I normally wait until the final DLC pack is out before deciding if I'm going to buy a games DLC and with Xenoblade Chronicles two, I'm glad I waited because I would rather have a physical copy for the Tona, the golden country expansion. So for those who don't know, uh, the, the DLC expansion for, uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 does actually have a physical copy. Um so as a collector Geo, does this sort of make you sort of pause and say, okay, well now in the future if this might be
1: a trend from Nintendo, right? Um will you just will you wait on DLC? I, I did purchase it right away. Um it kind of stinks because you know I did lose 150, 170 hours of that game. So I can't actually use it. I could if I put time back into it, but I won't be able to get that back. Now, had I known they were going to come out with a physical or version of this, I might have waited. I mean, there were other because this was released in segments. Now, obviously, this Torna this is a, an expansion. This is I don't mm-hmm. even I don't even know if I'd consider this. I mean, it is DLC, but this is more of an expansion. It's almost like a game on itself. Right. So, again, had I known that that it would have a physical release, I may have waited to get this because I want that box on my shelf. Now, does this actually come with the uh, cartridge? I know you said it's physical and I haven't looked into it because I can't look at Xenoblade and, without crying because... Would they release a case without a cartridge? They could just have a DLC code a code in it, you know? Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. But anyway.
1: Um, it, it does make me sad that I don't have that sitting on my shelf. <laughs> yes.
0: For yeah. me, uh, not necessarily. This isn't necessarily going to change uh, because, and it, look, I've talked about it at length. I have not traditionally been a collector, I have not traditionally bought physical uh, copies of games. So uh, if I feel like I want the DLC, I'll just outright get it. I typically don't really buy DLC uh, because I don't finish a lot of my games. And so I, you know, like I never finished Assembly Chronicles 2. And for that reason, I decided not to not to get the DLC. So What a shame. <laughs> and even when it's DLC that doesn't necessarily add like in-game content, and it's just other stuff to do, um, I typically don't get that either because I feel like, oh well, I haven't even finished what the base game had to offer, right. so I'm not going to necessarily invest in in the DLC to give me a thousand more things to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily going to really change anything for me uh, because I and mainly digital anyway whenever i do decide to 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 buy it so hmm. uh great question all right and uh last we've got from rpg reruns thank you for using our question form this week this is great yes. uh his his question is uh meatball sub had a great article on switchrpg.com about your favorite job class in final fantasy I thought this would make a great topic for the podcast. Me personally, I love a good black mage. How about y'all? P.S. Love everything you're doing on the podcast. Thank you. Yes, RPG thank you. reruns. Uh, and yes, Meatball Sub did have an article on, or does, and didn't take it down, but he does have an article on SwitchRPG.com that goes over some of his favorite jobs from Final Fantasy. So,
1: Gio, do you have one? Do you want me to go? No, I definitely have one. And um, again, thinking of Salt and Sanctuary, I made this character thinking of the character that I kind of currently have on my tabletop games and kind of the class or the job that I typically gravitate towards with any RPG is the rogue slash thief. I just love I don't know what it is, you know, I just love that they can steal stuff, that they're quick, nimble, they're close quarter combat. They generally they look they look appealing to me, they look cool to me with the two, you know, whether it's two daggers or whatever in Path of Exile, I can make it whatever I want. I mentioned it, okay. Um, but yeah, th- typically like a rogue or a thief is is where I I will gravitate towards. I like it.
0: Um so I for both of these I think I've got to go I've got to go with uh, Final Fantasy IV and say that the uh Dragoon is one of my favorite jobs uh from the standpoint of both the look. I think Kane's look in Final Fantasy IV is one of the coolest um i've played in a final fantasy game and then i do love his mechanic with the jump and um i always thought that, that was really neat i remember the first time i ever popped in final fantasy four i think it was on my psp and i i pressed jump and then he left the screen i was like oh <laughs> uh, did i do something wrong and he didn't come back for like a turn and But then I realized, oh, wait, he doesn't get damaged while he's in the air. And then whenever he comes back down, he does extra damage. So I just thought that was kind of the coolest thing. And he just looked so cool Um with his lance, things like that. It's great. But then also, um, I love the Paladin class. You know, um, you had the, the Dark Knight, Cecil Dark Knight turning into Paladin. I love Paladin classes in, in RPGs in general. Um, that's what i played in wow um, back in the day uh so you know like that that idea of the holy knight you know having sort of like the white magic and right. he's the protector um you know he, he's not necessarily going to deal the most damage but his his goal is to protect everyone so yeah the guardian that's always sort of my yeah yeah the, the sort of the guardian uh, it's always one of my favorite classes so i think i've got to go those two um Trying to think, I, I love, in Final Fantasy VI, it's not necessarily known for its jobs, but I mean, each of the characters did sort of have their own roles. And um, I, I love I love how Terra is utilized in that game, um, yeah. sort of as the, uh, she was sort of like a sh- shapeshifter almost, and in, in her other form, she had magical abilities, so I think that was really cool. So yeah,
1: there we go. Very cool.
0: Um. All right. Uh. Geo, you know what time it is?
1: It's uh ten, ten, uh, almost eleven. What?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, like, uh, what what time
1: is it? Oh, let me. Jeez, oh, I was looking. I was. Uh, side quest. It's side quest. Side, side quest. Okay. Side quest. It's Side quest. Oh, beginning to do this a lot lately. My head is just. Yeah, we've, we've
0: been just we've been just knock, knocking side quests out left and right, episode after episode, and this week we got a doozy. Oh, Geo went to the the drawing board of of his mental landscape and, and pulled out a really a really great mission for us this week, and that is what we are calling Triple uh, R, uh, AKA FMK, for those who know what that is, and if you don't, if you're Google a it. child in the backseat, don't Google it. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, but if you're the parent in the front seat, you probably know what that means. But anyway, so uh, Gio, why don't
1: you explain the rules of Triple R? Okay. To the the wonderful people of So the Triple R uh, stands for remake, reuse, refuse. So we give you a list of three games, and you will choose one that you would love a remake of something totally different. You choose another that you would reuse, maybe like a port, or you choose one that you would just get rid of and forget about forever. Okay. So, for this week, for the Triple R, we have... Are you okay with the list that I gave you before? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we have Final Fantasy uh, ten, Final Fantasy seven, and Final Fantasy... I don't even know the number anymore. What is it? Six. Six. Jeez. Not three. Three for the super N-E-S. Okay, so. SNES. <coughs> uh, what? I, sne- I
0: sneezed. It was, a sneeze. it was a sneeze. It sounded like a sneeze. It was a, s- a SNES. You got a lot of snezzle over your
1: mustache.
0: Uh, so six, seven, or ten. Now, six, seven, I- ten. I w- uh, so for the purposes of this game, we have to go into an alternate reality here, right? Because we have to pretend that these games haven't been remade, right? Because we ha- we're, ha- we're having to go with these sort of the originals. So 10 has not been released on every single system known to man. <laughs> and six has not been butchered on the, the iPhone and Android. And seven has not been turned into an action game, uh, an, an action game with RPG elements. So the original releases of all of these uh, remake, reuse, or refuse.
1: Uh, so, Gio, what is what would be your remake? My remake would 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 be Final Fantasy X. I'd love okay. to see what they could do with that game now. Like, not like their remake, whatever they had done in the past, but like right now, what could they do with that game? I think it would it would look beautiful. It already sounds beautiful. Would they change it to an action RPG? Probably. But that would be my... Kind of just over, re-overhaul. Rethink it. Same character, same story. Just do it all over again. Okay. All right.
0: Um, so, <laughs> this is this is tough because I, I, I think I'm going to probably make a lot of Final Fantasy fans mad. But it doesn't matter. Uh, so, for my remake, I have to stand with all of my brothers and sisters who say that final fantasy six is the best final fantasy. And that is the one that I would love to see remade, but remade really, really well. Sure. Okay. We are envisioning a future where this is the ultimate remake of final fantasy six. Um, and it, it can be either your HD 2d or it can be fully realized 3d as in the DS versions of three or four, or it could be
1: like your final hyper realistic
0: final fantasy 15 graphics. I don't care. I just want it remade, but with all the, the, the charm, all the storytelling, all of the mechanics that made it wonderful, uh, all the characters that made it perfect. And, uh, that is the game that I would like to see remade because it is in my opinion the best Final Fantasy and it is the one that has been overlooked way
1: too many times. Here's my issue, not that you're wrong, it's your opinion, you can't be wrong with an opinion, but I think you're wrong. With <laughs> it it can't be like Final Fantasy 15. I feel like you lose a lot of what you like about Final Fantasy 6. I feel like you in 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 a world like Final Fantasy 15 you lose a lot of story. It's too open world, it's too open-ended. You'll lose a lot of story when you do something like that. I mean, for example, in Final Fantasy fifteen, I I couldn't tell you what the story is about. It just kind of gets, for me, in things like that, in, in that particular game, it, the, it got lost. And it happens in a lot of those type of games like Final uh, Fallout um, 3, Fallout 4. Those open world dish games kind of lose. Their stories are very loose but with something so beloved and treasured like your number 6 here you can't i don't think you can have that you would have to suffer with a turn based game
0: uh yeah but you <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking that if we take it open world we're also taking away turn based we're okay. keeping turn based we're keeping random encounters we're keeping a, an empty world because i don't need things to do in it we're keeping the exact plot As it was, we're running from a to B and you know what? Final fantasy VI is already an open world game. Technically Technically, like the, you know, the way that those older games were made, like the world map, you didn't have fast travel. So it is just like open world and it would just be three dified Yes. I I, know. I I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying that with open world games, typically you lose on the narrative and you lose Mm -hmm. the charm of the storytelling. But I think that that is mainly the fault of the way that the those those games are written. Like Fifteen, the fact that you know you're you're losing the the narrative, I think that that's the fault of the writer, the writing. Whereas I think Final Fantasy VI already works as a you can go anywhere you want. It's not necessarily going to be the best thing if you go off the tracks, but you know especially sort of midway through the game, the world just kind of opens up. It gives you an airship and says, go explore. Mm-hmm. So I think that final fantasy six kind of works, you know, but yeah. it would sort of be empty and that I don't, I'm not even necessarily asking for like scripted, um, NPCs with, with routes and everything like that. So a lot of people would say this is a dead open world, but I'm just saying, take what's there and Build make on. it three dimensional
1: yeah sure very good very good uh,
0: uh and and just to and just to uh comment on on 10 the reason i don't say 10 like like you did is because i still think 10 on the playstation 2 is a very playable game mm-hmm. um i i no it doesn't necessarily hold up like graphics wise but to me like the graphics were good enough um and 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 I am fine like I am fine with going back and and playing Ten how it was on the PS2, whereas I want to see my
1: beloved just remade completely new, reimagine remade sure yeah yeah okay so for um my what is it re <laughs> I forgot what re-use, my like. reuse 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 uh huh um I'm gonna have to say Final Fantasy Seven in that i want it very similar to what octopath has done the same look the same feel just make it seven don't make it what you're doing with it now make it like octopath is doing it right now i feel like they kind of have a good formula that doesn't
0: count as a remake if you take seven and and give it like sweet
1: hd Sweet I thought, I thought reuse would be like a straight port. No, yeah, I, I I feel like okay. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. I'll take final. I would love to take Final Fantasy VII yeah, as yeah. it is now.
0: Yeah, I would no, love no I that.
1: totally, I totally agree. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'll 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 allow okay if I will. I'll allow a little spritzing up, a little glitzing okay, okay. glitz and glamour on it. Okay, for a port. To make it presentable for like uh, HD screens and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So Final Fantasy VII would be that one for me.
0: Okay. Well, then that that even makes my answer m- that much easier. Okay. For reuse, for me, I'm going with Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I'm going with Final Fantasy X because, like I said, I yeah. am fine with its graphics before, especially for sprucing just a little, you know, to make it to make it widescreen. Uh, the resolution. Make sure mm-hmm. that it's good. I would most definitely take uh, a re reuse uh, a reused Final Fantasy 10. Yeah. And I know what that means is left out for of the party. For me. F- for both of us. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you with you, Dude, with angry eyes. Uh, you got you know angry what? eyes. You know what? I'm out here in the cold and the snow too, and I'm seeing my poor little Final Fantasy Seven left abandoned. By and me. I'm and I'm bringing it right here, and I'm warming it back to life, <laughs> and then we're going super 3D later on. That's oh. fine.
1: That's fine. So you're leaving out seven. I am leaving out seven. Yeah. Why? You can't Wha- leave out seven. Why? I can because I did oh. because
0: Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Six, my favorite. Sure. That means then, it means a
1: ton to you. Yes, yeah, so it, it
0: doesn't mean a ton to me. Final Fantasy Ten was my first <laughs> and one of my
1: favorites
0: never forget your first um i completed six i completed 10 love them to death i've never completed seven okay well i've 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 never gotten past the first disc on seven
1: okay well i i have and you're missing out i mean final fantasy nine for me is still my second favorite after 10 i think it goes 10 9 7 but for 6 my reason for leaving it out okay let me explain myself is that and i think i've mentioned it on here i've never played it before so i don't know where are you going <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know what i'm missing out on yeah, i have yeah, i have no idea but oh, okay okay but in your defense let
0: me let me come to the defense of geo you don't really have a system to play it on, uh, because I mean, definitely don't play the mobile the mobile version. Mm-hmm. So outside of that, sort of the easiest obtainable would be like the the, the Game Boy Advance. But you gotta have a Game Boy Advance in order to do that. But that mm-hmm. is the um, I would say sort of the best way to experience it, um, because even. I wouldn't even go back to the the SNES. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to that version. Okay. Um, because the uh the GBA did, I believe, have a better translation. Um, so so that's sort of the best way to play, and that but that that is sort of a hassle. So yeah, yeah it's definitely not the easiest to play. Uh, so this
1: I'm coming into your defense on there. No, I know. I know a lot of people love the game, and I just I feel bad for leaving out in the snow, but. It's just, I have no love for it, really. I I mean, I got nothing. I'm cold-hearted. I have nothing for it.
0: Out here in the snow, it's me, Final Fantasy VI, and Ophelia from Octopath Traveler. We're just (laughs) out here chilling in the snow. We'll go back to the, the monastery or whatever it is. We'll sit by the fire, and we'll talk about our glory days with our remake. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. That was great. That was great. But we want to hear from you guys uh, what, it, what would be your triple R remake reuse refuse for Final Fantasy 6, the best Final Fantasy 10 and then Final <laughs> Fantasy 7, the one that everybody can forget about. Um so so wrong. And that's not to say that I hate Final Fantasy 7. I don't. No, you just you have I to get never rid of one. finished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was this was an impossible list and until, you know, next time when we're talking about uh, Path of Exile Secret of Mana and uh Mass Effect 2. I mean,
1: you know, there you go. Oh boy, so don't do that to me. Dragon Age, you can, you can put them all on there.
0: <laughs> and that next time, next time, I'm going to make a personalized list for Geo. <laughs> not good, not good. <laughs> all right, uh, that's gonna wrap up uh, episode 18, the Peyton Manning episode. Um Don't don't Uh, mention his
1: name in front of me.
0: (laughs) What are you doing? Oh man, Uh, we want to thank once again. We want to thank Sarah for the outro music. Uh, If you haven't, if you haven't listened all the way to the end to the past few episodes, you definitely should because uh, the battle, the battle theme remix for Octopath Traveler is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Once again, we're wrapping up episode eighteen. Thank you for listening, especially if you're listening on Spotify. Welcome to the club. Welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Remember, you can do that now by filling out the question form at switchrpg.com slash podcast. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every Wednesday at switchrpg.com, or you can sub on your favorite podcast app. If you do listen to an app, we do remind you that you can rate and review. And if you do give us five stars and a review, we'll be sure to read that live on the air, calling out your name and letting you know just how awesome of a person you are. Mm-hmm. If you like what you hear, remember you can head over to patreon.com switchrpg and throw us a dollar or two. Only if you can spare it. If not, we totally understand you just being a part of our community, commenting our stuff, listening to our stuff, watching our stuff is good enough for us that's what we love and finally remember you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all of your rpg needs on the nintendo switch platform until next time go play final fantasy 6 the greatest game of all time
1: i will not play that game i'm too busy goodbye bye